I wanna be the very best at grabbing gamer score. When I hear my favorite sound, I need to play some more. Achievement hunters travel far to play Avatar. And if you have a Windows phone, grab Chivos from your car. Achievements gonna pop them all. Just don't play Destiny Achievements Boost with your best friends for bladder off steel wear depends. Achievements gonna pop them all. Are you ready to go to school? It's time for Achievement Hunting 101. Gotta pop them all, gotta pop them all, Achievements. Hello, and welcome to the Achievement Hunting 101 podcast. You've made it to level 5. I'm your host, Kenny, and thank you for joining. We have an awesome show for you tonight, and I'm excited to get going. But first, I want to, intru- I want to introduce my co-host. As always, I have with me L, a.k.a. Big L. How are you doing, buddy? Good evening. And I also have Corey, a.k.a. The Rocker Dude 5012. How's it going? Hey, everybody. So, you may be wondering why there's no funny quips or jokes about undies or PP tonight. With, with the, well, that is because we need to look professional. Tonight, we have a very special guest. So, both of you act like you know what you're doing, and I'll be on your best behavior. I'll try. Sure, yes, sir. Our guest tonight, he is an ad idea at Xbox community captain, an Xbox ambassador, a Twitch streamer, elite speak expert, and most important, he's an achievement act, addict. You can find him on Twitch, TA, Xbox, and all the things. Our guest tonight is Carforn Carn Carn Carnafit. <laughs> it's Carnage. How are you doing today, sir? How's it going, guys? I'm doing good. Carforn Forge. Yes. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carnage. Indeed. I know some people might believe that, right? So I had to. I had to say it. <laughs> we do not have imposters here. <laughs> so carnage uh tell us a little bit about yourself what games do you enjoy playing how long have you been on xbox who is this avid gamer uh, i've been on xbox for like 13 years i think uh yeah i'm pretty sure i was just looking at the xbox live gold tenure 13 years um ever since halo 2 came out i think that's uh that's what the first game i played on live and then um obviously got into achievements on 360 uh, and been an achievement whore ever since, uh, since that. And yeah, uh, and look at that. Now I'm on an achievement podcast. So, right. <laughs> You've made the big times. It's how to do it. How long have you been going for achievements? Uh, yeah, since like 2000, since the 360 came out, I think I got it in December of 05. So, like, right sh- at, shortly after they increased the shipments, because I remember at first they were really hard to get. And I found like the last one in an FYE. L, you remember the uh, the FYE in Bay Terrace, right? Oh, I know FYE well. As a matter of fact, my friends say FYE to me all the time. Uh, the E stands for L, and uh, we'll let you guess what the FY stands for. <laughs> <laughs> for your L formation. Yes, that's exactly. Oh yeah, what I, I forgot to mention that, that I'm also an avid pun master of bad puns. So nice. watch welcome out. aboard. <laughs> I, I see you guys have your share of puns as well. So, 
we're all we're on the same page. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, anyway, uh, I got I got the last 360 in an FYE of, of all places. Like you would think that GameStop or Toys R Us, but no one guessed that there was going to be one more there. So I got lucky with that. And then you know, I've been buying uh, tons of stuff since 360 days, collecting all the arcade games, and uh, now I have like almost all the ID games. Yeah, I get some free, but I still buy my share of shit. Been buying all the uh, stuff on the Ultimate Game Sale. Lot, well, not all the stuff. <laughs> buying a lot of stuff and uh, some ACA Neo Geos for shame, I know. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, you know, big uh, achievement hunter since, um, I don't know, that's what, over 10, that's a lot of years ago. Mm-hmm. Pretty much since day one, it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, pretty much. The OG achievement hunter. That's interesting. Usually people find, get into it, and you don't hear too many uh, OG ones. Yeah, see, I the thing is also, back then, the arcade games that I, I focused on you know, were only 200G, and then some started becoming 400, and finally, at the end of the 360 life cycle, you know, it was like 1,000G, but uh, yeah, if I, if I would have played more retails, I would have been over a million by now, so kind of sucks in that retrospect, but you know, then again, I enjoyed the indie games more, so, you know, that's your claim to fame as far as I'm concerned. That's how I always knew you as the ex-BLA guy. Right. I guess, and, uh, yeah. And the bane of my existence because we both uh, are located in New York and you were always ahead of me on every leaderboard on TA. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me nuts. Who is this K4 guy and why is he? Yeah, I, everyone. Not everyone. I, well, okay. I saw you got the wrestling leaderboard covered there. <laughs> oh, no. That, no humble brags here. Yeah, there's not that many arcade wrestling games that I don't think, if I remember correctly. Oh. So that's that's probably it. it but I was like, damn it, where's the wrestling XPLA game? There's one, Fire Pro Wrestling, and it has a unobtainable. Oh god, I remember that. And I believe that's the only one. Yeah. You say so? I know nothing about wrestling games. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. You know, wrestling's very immature, so uh, tell us about your Pokemon. Oh, well, you see. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have time for that. Well, all right. So before we get to the main portion of the show tonight, we want to give out some shout-outs for our community milestones in our... Proclamation point! Coming in at number one, we have Big L, who is number one in the True Achievement Leaderboard for Wrestling. As you just heard. Next up, we have Chin Doctor again. He has reached 900,000 TA score. Elroy OMJ has hit his one-year achievement streak, which I think, as we were talking earlier, is about the time he joined this ragtag gang. So uh, I'm going to take credit for that as part of as part of that milestone. <laughs> Next up, we have B. Smittle, also known as Smitty, Smitty. our favorite Australian. <laughs> and he has reached 550,000 TA. Nice. And this past weekend, there was a Tekken 7 free-to-play weekend, and we had a lot of completions on our friends list. Those include Kronos, What the Fug, Chin Doctor, Carnage himself, ZZ Urban Spaceman, Smitty, and Koosh Moose. Good job, guys, getting that knocked out this weekend. And one last one is Redemption Denied, 
at 3 million TA. That is insane. That's a crap ton of points. That is crazy. That's that awesome. That's insane amount of TA. There's a lot of points. It is. All right. Congrats to everyone for those awesome milestones. Uh, now we're going to get to some community questions. Oh, I wanted to say one thing, though. Okay. What's that? Uh, our newest community member, uh, Isrit102, actually completed Tekken 7 as well. So we don't want to forget about you. Thanks, Anthony. Yay. And don't. Thanks for coming aboard and listening to our backlog of episodes. We hope that everyone enjoys them and sees the progress we've made since episode zero. So thanks to our community. Yeah, and just to add on to that, if you, if you hit any cool milestones and you're not friends with anybody on the the panel here, uh, just shout them out in Discord, and you know we'll we'll mark them down. We love to to shout your guys' names out. So hit us up on TA or Discord and let us know what you did. Yeah, for sure. Nice. All right, so now we're gonna get to the, some community questions. <laughs> first, first community question. What statistic is the focal point of your achievement hunting? Gamer store, games completed, completion percentage. What is it? L, what do you got? Well, it's a complete package of all of them, I would say. I used to not care about completion percentage, but I do enjoy seeing my completion percentage go up because it means I'm playing my games. But at the same time, it won't stop me from starting a game if I really want to because that brings down your completion percent. But at the same time, when you're starting a game, it means you're sometimes not finishing another game. So I'm trying to be better about finishing what I start these days. A lot of gamer score comes with the territory these days, especially with all the games being worth 1,000 and all the easy games and all the ACA games. And those so, walking simulators, right? Oh, that could be its own topic. Yep. And pretty much. And, what was the other thing? Oh, yes, TA score. TA will always come back to true achievements because TA helps you figure out which of your games are worth the most TA score, meaning rarer and harder achievements are usually worth more score, so all achievements are not created equal. Correct. Carnage, what do you go for? So yeah, on the on the similar note as L said, uh, I mainly try to go for completions and uh, work on my games. But on the other hand, I do like to tank my completion percentage with bean dives. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, trying to start as many games, like pretty much every game, eventually as, as that I own, you know, I'll start everything. I don't care if I started. At one point, I did care about my completion percentage, but that those days are long gone. As I mentioned, since buying, you know, collecting all the 360 arcades and just going for that stuff. So obviously, I'm not worried about starting a game with uh, glitched achievements. Now, I actually just started uh, Army of Two finally, and I know a lot of people would frown on that but then again l i know you said also uh you were a big fan of that back in the day the uh, uh co-op yes michelle and i played army of two locally we did the campaign in local split screen co-op and the achievements popped for both of us so that was awesome but first we did the uh online before the service went down thanks ea normally i don't mind the ea servers going down so say it's a five-year-old madden game i understand they want to uh the new Madden game, but for Army of Two, the hoods based around co-op, that was a head-scratcher. All the Army of Twos should still be up and running. That's a weird one to me. 
Yeah, I wish I did do that back then. It's just, uh, that's the thing. I'm starting some of these now after playing so many arcade games back then. I should have done some of these retails. I kind of look back at it and, you know, regret it. But, you know, what? It, whatever. I'm not going to complete everything. Obviously, I look at that. I'll see what I can complete. And that's the way I look at stuff. Uh, you know, just trying to work on stuff that I can. So, yeah. Didn't you get a completion today? I did. I completed a Zasmo arcade pack. Um, and now after the patch, it's actually long, uh, shorter, but more skill-based. Because what they did was yes. they changed stuff around where um, before you could do it like cumulatively throughout different matches. But now you have to do it like, oh, score, you know, 40 kills in one game. So obviously, yeah, it's more, you know, more challenging, but it takes less time. So, yeah, I knocked most of that out today. You got a triple milestone yourself uh, on TV. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even expect to get the triple milestone. I knew I was close to 720,000 uh, gamer score, but yeah, I hit 780 completed games and 30,250 achievements won as uh, well. Nice. Yep, thanks. 780 completed games is just unfathomable. See, that's the thing, though. A lot of the arcade, a lot of the arcade games, you know, there were, there were some hard they ones. They weren't easy, but, though. Yeah, they were just just smaller completions in some regard. Um, I guess because the amount of achievements that there were, you know, there were usually only twelve, and but yeah, some were long and challenging. And I guess that includes Windows Phone games. Yeah, that's right, the Windows Phone games, and then yeah, yep, everything else. Yep. So I think we all kind of go for completions because myself as well. I kind of want to go for completions, but not in the sense of, you know, completing every single XBLA title out there. I like to try to complete the games I like. For instance, I have all the, uh, I have both versions of Skyrim and Oblivion completed, and I'm working on getting uh, the Halo series completion. So they're the kind of completions I like to go for. Nice. Does that include the Chinese Halo uh, Master Chief collection? If I can find people to deal with me, <laughs> I may try going for that. He can I barely like speak English, that. so I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do, Corey? What's your focal point? So I was trying to think about it, and gamer score's good. Completed games are good. I don't really care about percentage because mine sucks. And I I I get different moods, right? Right now, and pretty recently, I've, I'm in a mood just to play all the stuff I have regardless of finishing it. And I'm sure in six months I'm going to want to complete the stuff, which I'm not going to complete. I'll be honest with you. Really what I think drives me to keep going and getting achievements is uh, the research behind the achievements. I just like to look at the lists, see what you have to do, and then do it, um, you know. And then, and to be honest, just talking about it with with you guys on Discord and and just doing it for years, I, I can rattle off some achievements from games you've probably never heard of or we can just you know go all day long with how to achieve something talk about unobtainables and discontinued and how they suck server closures oh, yeah. uh, really just you know knowing about them and talking about them gets is what gets me going i i don't really look at the numbers too too much you know yeah, I agree, especially if they're like creative achievements and, you know, you want to find out a way to unlock something really unique, then it's uh, cool. Yeah, creative lists are always the best uh, best way to go. Not looking at you, ACA Neo. <laughs> 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 
or walking simulator by just completing the missions and finishing the game like that without doing anything else. That's right. Yeah. Good for completions, but that's about it. All right, for our second question, if you could trade an Xbox exclusive for a PlayStation exclusive, which game or series would you choose and why? You got one, Carnage? Uh, yeah, for... If I could choose a uh, series that I would trade as an exclusive. Uh, Now, I would say um, I'm not a huge fan of, I know you guys are going to gasp. It's not, I like Forza Horizon series, but I'm not a big fan of the simulation uh, Forza Motorsport stuff. So I would actually say I would trade that and rather have uh, Little Big Planet of all things. I know that's going to be a shocker probably for most people, but I love those kind of, those kind of games. And I would say it's the closest that I can get to Mario uh, Maker on, uh, you know, if it was obviously on Xbox. Ooh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I used to love the little Big Planet games. Uh, I never had a PlayStation 2, 3, or 4. I only have the first one, but I played at friends' houses on uh, Little Big Planet, and I really got into it, you know, creating stuff and sharing, you know, playing other people's creations and stuff like that. So that would be cool. And like I said, you know, I, I'm big on Forza Horizon, but not the motorsport. So that, that would be what I would trade. What would you trade, Corey? Very close to my answer because I I love the Forza Horizon stuff. I I could care less about motorsport. But since I I was picking a series from Sony, I figured I could I should pick a series from Microsoft instead of just one game because you know I could get rid of Scream Right or something like that. Um, but I don't want to get rid of Horizon, so with that territory comes motorsport. So I'm going to get rid of gears of war. Mm. That might be a shock to people. I've never got into those over the shoulder third person games. Um, four was pretty cool. Uh, that's the only one I think I've played through all the way. Uh, I don't have any cool co-op buddies to play with. So, and nobody wants to play it online, right? That's takes too much time to get those points. Um, so yeah, gears of war four or just gears of war can go. And what I would trade for it, is Ratchet and Clank. Give me all the ratchets and all good the series. Never played them. So that's a good one too. Yep. I played yeah. the first. Good game. What about you, El? What ex- what exclusives you want to trade? Well, I believe I'm also in the trade Forza Motorsport camp. Yay! Look at that. I'm firmly in Camp Gears and Camp Halo, and those are really the two that come to mind. As far as playing Gears online, I'm sure you could find other people that haven't played Gears. Playing Gears 1 online is just awesome all these years later. I think it's 12 years ago now. Wow. The Seriously achievements didn't help. It has nothing to do with the Seriously achievements. Play the campaigns. Find those COD tags. And enjoy the story. I wasn't quite fond of Gears of War 2. There were some story elements I thought they put in there just to be, just to put them in there. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I think Gears 3 was probably my favorite because that was the first one with four-player co-op. And it was also very, it was very funny also. You know, keeping Gears, you have to keep Judgment too. I played four-player Judgment as well. It wasn't awful. We had fun. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard some things about that game. Yes, there's um, there is one achievement where you have to do it for everybody individually and do things like quit outs and all kinds of shady stuff. So, um, but we got it done. 
seriously judgmental, I think. Nice. What series do you want? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I actually, for, on the PlayStation end, um, I'm actually jealous of that Square Enix still loves them and doesn't love Microsoft as much. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Secret of Mana, Secret of Mana Remake, a remaster, Final Fantasy X Remaster, all of those I wish would come to Xbox. Now, if they're doing Kingdom Hearts, and if that sells well, maybe they'll bring some of those over. So let's hope. Yeah, and it seems like there's more RPGs uh, just in general. I've seen some like ID at Xbox stuff, uh, like from Chemco. I think As Divine Hearts and some other one that I don't really yes. I don't remember. But there's some Ferns other one that's coming. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, that one. I've never played it, but I heard a lot of people are hyped about it. So hmm. it's good to know that you know more RPGs are coming. I love me an RPG. I have to keep that in mind. Growing up, JRPGs were great. I kind of feel like random battles are passe now, and it's not really like. Action battles are are more in, I think, like Final Fantasy 15, I believe, switched to those. So I don't know if they will still hold up because it just kind of means grinding and grinding and grinding the random battles over and over. As a kid, it was great. Now, eh. see, I would much rather have the turn-based one. I prefer Final Fantasy 7 turn-based over the action stuff. Hey, Pokemon's (laughs) turn-based. Exactly. (laughs) And I'm not. Sure, I could be wrong about this, but I think there was talk about Final Fantasy VII Remaster coming to Xbox. I think Final Fantasy VII Remaster is is not turn based. No, I know it's not going to be turn based, but I feel like the remaster is coming to Xbox. I could be wrong. I don't I'm going to go play Pokemon and catch my 500th Rattata. <laughs> That's fun. Rattata. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. So for me, BG. I hope NASCAR isn't listening or any of that, because I would also <laughs> trade Forza. None of us here want, want Forza on <laughs> Xbox, apparently. <laughs> and we didn't plan this out either. <laughs> <laughs> They're very pretty looking. But for me, I want the Digimon games. I love Pokemon, as you all like to make fun of me about, but along with that, I also no love Digimon. I have a PS4, and the only game I've played on it is Cyber Sleuth, and love that game so much. It's a great Digimon game. Throwback to the first one, and you like Digimon World 1. I just wish it was on Xbox so I can get achievements. But what about the OG Tamagotchi? That's where it's at. <laughs> the original. <laughs> oh, man. Do you guys know what Tamagotchis are? I know, right? Do they even know? <laughs> <laughs> These, I know of it. I think I had one. Virtual pets. It died because I didn't clean up its poop. old man. <laughs> virtual pets. Yes. And then when uh, Sonic Adventure came out for the Dreamcast, we had the uh, Chowers to, to do the same thing with, if you remember that. These little virtual Love pets. Sonic in, Adventure. Or virtual pets inside of the memory card. Jump pack, was it called? Maybe? I forgot. No, no VMU. That was it. Virtual memory. So, never had yep. a Dreamcast. Played them on, on GameCube. And... Our third and final question. What is the next game, one AAA, one indie, that you're excited for? Kick it to you, Rocker. What do you think? So, would you count Spyro as AAA? Well, the collection. There's three A games. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that logic, yes, we'll count that as a AAA. I'm (laughs) counting it because I'm stoked for Spyro. It's it's getting installed day one. I cannot agree more. Loved those games. I haven't even bought Crash yet, and I love Crash, but 
Spyro is getting bought day one. I no question. Nice. Completely echo that sentiment. I'm so excited for Spyro. And it really wasn't a hard choice because I don't, I don't play in you know triple A's right when they're released mostly. Um, I actually prefer indie games. So I'm with was, you, man. That was an that was an easy choice. Now the indie game was a little different because there is a lot of stuff I'm excited for. And if you would have asked me this last week, Dead Cells would have won. But uh, I'm gonna go a little bit in the future, and I'm gonna go to next year and even game preview. I'm sure it's coming first. Uh, but you know, Session, the skateboarding game they showed off at E3. I've been following that. I forgot for, about that. Yeah, I've been following that for, I don't know, at least half a year, maybe more now. And, you know, they had a Kickstarter and I, I backed it. So I've got it. I just got to wait for it now. But I'm so stoked to play some skateboarding on Xbox again. I forgot yeah. about Session. Because rip Tony Hawk games. I mean, right. yeah, right. we'll just have to put it. And no Skate 4. I mean, that's the thing I saw. Like at E3, when we saw that trailer, I could have sworn, I was like, oh, this is going to be Skate 4, and I'm sure everyone was thinking that, but then it was like, wait, it's not EA, right? Yeah, it I... was uh, EA, right? No, it's not EA. It's definitely independent. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but it's um, like Creature Studio. Yeah, because if it like was that, EA, then but... they would just do Skate 4, which who knows <laughs> if is ever going to happen. If Session goes over well, we might get a Skate 4. Yeah, they'll have to have some competition. What games are you looking for, Carnage? Um, I'm really big on Trials. Obviously, most of you guys probably know that, but um, that's going to be the AAA. Obviously, Ubisoft. I mean, it's you know, it started as indie with Red Links before Ubisoft acquired them uh, after I think the f- second one, Evolution. Um, I know they've been you know since Fusion, they've been with Ubisoft. But yeah, so that's uh, definitely the AAA. No, no question about it. Um, also, the the beta should be coming by the end of the year. I heard. So looking forward to that. And then the full game is coming in February. Um, and then for indie game, I would say it's going to be it's going to be one that probably not many people even know of. Uh, but it's by a game, a company called Awesome Game Studio. And hopefully <laughs> they live up to their name. But uh, the game looks um, is called Badass Hero. And um, it's a roguelike uh, platformer, twin stick side scroller or something mouthful. Wow. Something what? like that. But yeah, it has co-op also. I don't know if it's going to have online. It says it has local co-op, or it will have. So that sounds um, very interesting. Yeah, and uh, there's another game like it. I don't know if you guys ever played it. I know it's a very underrated one in my book, too, but uh, not many people talk about it. Rogue Stormers. Did you guys ever play that one? No. No idea. No, I've heard of it, but never played it. Yeah, that's one that uh, it's it seems the closest to. Uh, so if you guys are interested to check that one out too. I, I highly recommend it. It has, uh, that one actually has online and local co-op. So, and it, you know, I don't see it on sale often and I don't see it get a lot of buzz. So, but yeah, mm-hmm. badass hero is the indie game. What games are you looking forward to, Al? Oh, wow. Nobody said red dead redemption two yet. Huh? I haven't gone yet. Unbelievable. Oh, Give you haven't gone yet. <laughs> All right. I will uh, retract <laughs> that thought and say, Crackdown 3. Is that game ever going to come out? No. Please, Microsoft. Vaporware. Yeah, they Microsoft have not have a great had a great track record this like this lately. Like they canceled two games, right? Recently the Scalebound, yeah. Fable Legends. It's like they better not fuck up on Crackdown 3. I've been wanting this game, I guess it's what is it since the launch of the 1. 
four years? Yeah. Five yeah. years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm one of the few people that loved collecting all those orbs and hearing that <laughs> great sound. I kind of did too. too. Especially after they increased the sound uh, radius or something. Remember, they, they was like they yes. improved something about it and made it easier. Well, in the second game, you could find collectibles a lot easier, but the, the game was disappointing. It was just a rehash of the first game with some aliens. It wasn't very inspired. But you could fly around and do fun stuff and play in co-op, and that's what it's all about. Destroy things. That's the AAA title I'm looking forward to. I guess indie-wise, um, Brawl Out sounds good as a... Um, yes. A, I'm someone that... Oh, yeah. Does. Yeah, I almost forgot about that one. I'm someone that usually does have some friends over and family, so I should be able to get a four-player Brawl Out going. Doesn't seem too great to play by yourself, but I would definitely... Well, that one's definitely going to be online. Oh, will it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not the same. you got to have people over and fighting and drinking, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. For sure. Local will definitely make it better. Local will be easier to boost. <laughs> no, we're going to play legit for at least the first 10 minutes. Come on. Yeah, at least to have fun with the game. <laughs> and then we'll start boosting. <laughs> I think I did see the list, and there is one, I believe, for 500 local co-op games or multiplayer games. So, oh, wow. But those, you can, instead of boosting, you play naturally. And they'll, they'll come. Yeah. Doesn't have to be quick. Yeah, it definitely gives me a Smash Bros. vibe. It's been uh, like that other one, Rivals of Aether. Have you guys mm -hmm, played that one? Mm -hmm. That one's yeah, nope, also yeah. good. But I've actually, shockingly, never did the campaign to Red Dead. Oh my gosh. I don't worry, man. No. I'm with you there. I got I got oh. your back. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you guys are missing out. <laughs> I know, I've done, right? I've done a lot of the online. I don't know. There's something with Rockstar Games. I've started and not finished all of them, Bully... Bully, L.A. Noir, GTA 4. Don't get me started on that Rockstar table tennis. I've never finished because of the damn hard uh, all-star <laughs> difficulty achievement. And then the other one for the online, whatever, uh, the true skill. Whatever. Oh, I, I've actually completed Rockstar table tennis. How nice, nice. I love that there game. Was, there was one trick I found somewhere once where you can hit it every time and the computer will miss. So I, it was many years ago. Yep. But uh, I actually bought the deluxe GTA 4 for $90 when it came out and never finished that campaign. But <laughs> I did the uh, multiple hours of boosting uh, of, of Vitor Zane Petrovic. That I did, of course. <laughs> so go finish the single player. <laughs> yeah, it was, I'm always part in party and playing something. Right, right. And go up. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. You know, what about you, Kenny? So when it comes to, I'll do indies first, just be different. When it comes to indies, I don't play a lot of indies, so I don't have a lot to say. The only two I could really think of was one Brawl Out and Super Smash Bros. Clone. I love Smash, so that will be cool. And then the second, which is technically already out, but I haven't started it yet, is Castaway Paradise. Uh, the Animal Crossing clone, so Nintendo clones. Uh both of them I'm excited to start or looking forward to. And when it comes to... I'm scared to, to start that. I'm, going to say what? To it. I'm scared to start Castaway Paradise. I think I'll probably enjoy it way too much. I echo that thought. <laughs> yeah. I could see me losing a lot of time in that game. But when it comes to AAA games, I was for sure going to say Red Dead Redemption 2, especially after seeing the reveal trailer today. 
which was incredible. Did you guys see that? Yeah, it looked really good. Oh my gosh. This, uh, that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a day one purchase for me. I loved, absolutely loved the first game. That's one of my, that's in my opinion, one of the best games I've ever played. So I'm super looking forward to that. And I, that was my that was my first pick. That was the first one that came to mind. And then Corey, you mentioned Spyro, and now that also is tied. That's another day one purchase for me. I'm so excited for Spyro. Spyro, Spyro the Dragon, yeah. I don't think that's the right theme. That's totally it. You got to get that sound bite onto the game. Just yeah. put it in there. <laughs> it's only in the remastered version. Bye now, and you can hear L singing. <laughs> yes. The dragon. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, question of the week for our, for our listeners: What are your some? What's some? Yeah, sorry. What are some of your favorite games of gold titles? Tweet us what you think, or post in Discord with, with your favorites. We want to know what you think. With that being said, L, what game did you want to talk about tonight? Oh, well, since we have Carnage here. Um, we're going to talk about Lovers in a Dangerous Space-Time. Um, I know, we met in real life, and... IRL! IRL! Friend becomes real! <laughs> Along with... You, you, can, you can tell us, L probably stalked you, right? I, of been, course not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I asked him to come over for the last four years, and eventually he finally did. He was like, okay. yeah, we're right in the same neck of the woods. Oh my god. Um, along with Michelle and Michelle's brother, we played four players. And the thing to note about this game, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, it was Games with Gold. And when it came out, it um, only had a normal difficulty mode and you could only play two players. But then eventually they added on four player co-op and a beginner mode. And all the achievements pop normally. And the best part is they pop for everybody and locally, which a lot of games do not, especially indie games. So the four oh, yeah. of us. Yeah, uh, I know, L, you're testing out those games. It's like uh, trying to see which ones work, and that awful. one was perfect. And that one worked. Um, we got all but one achievement. Hopefully we will finish soon and celebrate together. Yay! Or... Uh, Four milestones or whatever for uh, the TA feed, just lovers everywhere. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's L's favorite. Is when all we all of us finish at the same time. You just gotta make sure you scan it in before he does. So you're first. Yeah, it's a um, race. It's like this is the millisecond before. <laughs> as far as the achievements go, um, most of them are just for, for finishing the, the stages and for beating the boss. And then there's an achievement for each boss doing something different to defeat the boss. Um, there's a great, great guide uh, walkthrough on true achievements. I would follow that. And other than that, the achievement list is pretty straightforward. You might have to redo some stages to go through without uh, using the gems, which make you more powerful. They are upgrades, stuff like that. But with a good group of four, you'll get it done. And I would yeah. surmise if even if you had two people, you could probably get it done as well. Well, if you had one people, you, you could do it with yeah. But the, the thing is, the bots are uh, yeah. You can you can probably guess how how they work. So 
<laughs> but you know, it's it is doable, but it was it was enjoyable. And pretty easy, obviously, on that difficulty. I mean, we took so many hits. I think L was just looking at TA on his computer, just seeing like what the solution was as he's like moving around without even looking. He's like, whatever, <laughs> take a hit, take another hit. That sounds like gaming with L. We came close to dying once, but we never actually died and had to start a stage. Yeah, you're right. Forgot about that. They should have made that achievement. Go tell the dev- developer add a new <laughs> achievement in just for us. Well, I hope they're making a new game. I can't wait to play it, whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. See, I dived this game last year for the bean dive, and it seems like it'd be fun with some with some in a local co-op. But one person, I, eh. yeah, it yeah, the gameplay. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if you agree, L. It's like it's a good game. It's not amazing, but you know, in co-op, it makes it that much better. It's just one of those type of games. You know, you don't want to you don't want to play it solo. And I think it's the art style is good and it's creative for sure. At the end of the day, it's it's kind of a generic twin stick shooter, but that's okay. I, I wouldn't even call it like a like a typical twin stick. You, I was no. like, damn it, you don't use the right stick. Oh well, it's not a, oh, a skill true. based, you know, it, in that acts. sense. But yeah, you know, you know, I'm technical with my twin sticks. <laughs> that you are. You are the uh, Geometry Wars master that you are. I guess so. I haven't played yeah. that in ages, though. I'm probably rusty as hell. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> yeah, TA classifies this as a shoot 'em up. Do you agree with that? It, it is. Yeah. Call it, yeah. I would say like shoot 'em up adventure, action adventure hybrid. It's got uh, it's got some nice TA on it too. Can we call it vehicular combat? My favorite genre. <laughs> you're in a vehicle, kind of, and you're com- combating uh, things. Yeah, definitely inflated ratio, though. I mean, some of those, what were, what, I forget, L, which achievement was like just one of the regular progression ones that was a, a rare. Uh, beating the second boss? Yeah. Might have been a rare achievement, but that, that's what happens with games with cold. Yep. Yeah, this, this game has almost 43,000 tracked people and less than 2,000 completed. To the community, uh, let us know your favorite games with gold, and especially ones that uh, have inflated ratios, and we will cover that next week. All right, that will about do it for our part of the show. Up next, we have a sequential segment, I got it that time, from Elroy and Michelle. And after that, or some at some point during this, this show, we'll have Lock Appeal with his Quickie of the Week. If you want to contact any of us, you can find us on Twitter, TA, or Discord. Our Discord link is discord.io slash ah101, which is by far the best place to be. We have a ton of conversations going on in there. If you need help with an achievement, I'm sure there's someone there that can give you some help. And Corey here does weekly giveaways uh, so you can win some free stuff. I don't know about weekly, but I do them as often as we can. Well, there you go. We give away free stuff. That's the important takeaway. If you want your milestones read on air, then give send us a friend request on TA so we can track them. Or as Corey said before, let us know in Discord. We'll be sure to give you a shout out. And if you have a question or comment for us and you'd like a, like us to answer it, you can shoot us a message on TA Discord wherever. You can tweet tweet us. You can t- or you can tweet the show at Achievements One Hundred One. Or you can use our community feedback, Google Doc, which can be found in our Discord. Carnage, you got anything you want to plug before we head out? 
Um, thanks for having me on. And um, thank you for this one. This was. Thanks for coming on, Scott, and hope to have you on again in the future. Yep, and we'll finish that game next time. Yes. Definitely. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. See ya. All right, have a good night, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Wakapale's Not At All Zombie Proof Quickie of the Week, How to Survive Storm Warning Edition. This title was gamed with gold in August 2015, and I believe many started it and decided it wasn't something they wanted to keep playing. The game has a bad story, lackluster presentation, can be very difficult, has annoying survival mechanics and frequently crashes potentially losing you a lot of progress as the game only saves in shelters or while moving between islands. The co-op sharply increases the difficulty as well, making it even more challenging to stock up on supplies while playing with a friend. How to Survive Storm Warning Edition has 37 achievements worth 1000 gamer score and almost 6000 TA. While highly inflated, this is still a challenging completion that would take you around 40 hours to complete. The quick score can be found in the game's challenge mode, which with luck can give you 120 gamer score worth almost 1000 TA in one minute of playtime. It is very likely not going to take you one minute, since there is some luck involved, but if you keep trying you should get it sooner or later. I do recommend playing through the beginning of the game to get used to the controls before attempting this. This is easier with a higher level character, but as research I tried this with a level 1 character and got this in around my 6th attempt. Choose Challenge 3 on Iron Man difficulty. Pick up the spark plugs in the shelter, pick up the Sten gun outside the shelter and try to pick up as much ammo as you can. Move to the southeast where the plane is guarded by a big exploding zombie. Kill as many of the fast zombies as you can and try to get the big exploding zombie to kill the remaining enemies. Get to the plane, install the spark plugs and complete the level. Unfortunately you can't install the spark plugs while there are zombies around, so make sure to kill them before they get close. Whether there will be more zombies or not is a bit up to luck, so this might take a few attempts. Since two of the achievements or for not getting hurt while completing a challenge, just let yourself get killed in case you get hit. Unfortunately, you can't restart the challenge from a menu. If you manage to do this without getting hit, you will get 120 gamer score worth almost 1000 TA. There's also an achievement for getting an S rank on a challenge worth 30 gamer score and 240 TA. This can easily be done on the same challenge on a lower difficulty, attempting not to get hurt, keeping your accuracy up, killing a higher number of zombies before leaving the island. If you know someone who has completed the game on Iron Man difficulty, you can join their game right before the final mission, do it and get the ending achievements worth 105 gamer score and 800 TA as well. 
I haven't done this myself, and it might be very difficult with a low-level character. Assuming you complete the no-hit and S-rank challenge in 15 minutes, this will mean a whooping 5000 TA rate an hour. Unfortunately, it caps at 1250 TA and gets way slower after that. Let's end this with some unsolicited advice. Wasps suck. Don't get stung by them. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. A very sequential segment with Matriarch and Del Royal MJ. This week on a very sequential segment, we discuss games that didn't quite get the distribution of their 1000 gamer score quite right. Before anyone asks us about whether or not we're basically doing what True Achievements is doing, the answer is no, you silly person. True Achievements uses this thing called math and focuses on several values to assign gamer score a different value based on rarity that is somehow roughly translates into the approximate difficulty of the achievements you've earned. That Sounds like smart people work, and we like to keep it simple here. What we're looking at this week is those moments when the achievement just does not award you what you feel the fair value is, or, perhaps, games that didn't know quite how to divvy up that gamer score pie. But first, some pleasantries. To celebrate the beginning of the new school year, I feel it's imperative to acknowledge that he is the man with the 18th highest gamer score in Tennessee in educational and trivia games, Elroy OMJ. How are you well, doing thank tonight? you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thank you. Ask. <laughs> You're so ready to jump Oh, yeah, I was just so ready. I, was, I mean, I wasn't talking <laughs> at the beginning, and I, I was just getting the itch there. But you right, did well, a take great it job on that intro. Oh, that was awesome. So, well, don't let the accent fool you. I do have the intellectual fortitude to make it all the way to number nine. Ooh. Given that I have both a MBA and an MAT, that's smart, y'all. Don't they just... Give those out? <laughs> uh, that is a fair statement. Now, I must say that uh, for my MAT, I did feel kind of a, uh, a hand in my back, so to speak. I can't prove it was there. Hold on a second. Could you? I know an MBA, a Master's in Business Administration. Uh, what's an MAT exactly? Master Art of Teaching. Ooh, bah, bah, bah. I nice. Know it, see? Nice. Yeah. Right, you're so. a teacher. That's where we started. Okay. But you yeah, were saying. education. You felt oh, like yes, a hand. But guiding you along <laughs> yeah in the sense of not an invisible hand that held me up but rather a hand in the back like get out we need teachers so you're <laughs> going to graduate one way or the other yeah it was not that great of an education but to answer your question on how i'm doing um i guess i may have another story for you i know last time I, it's not going to rival that of the rat piss story but oh. i'm having all kinds of audio difficulties today so um <laughs> Yesterday, I was fixing the fence because Giggle Pig and Doofangle. I just love her name. Uh, Doofangle? That's the other <laughs> yes, Doofangle. Yeah, Doofangle's my, my other dog. Right, I know and this so, is totally a tangent. Could you just name all of your pets? Because I get the feeling they're going to be featured quite prominently. <laughs> yes, we have Casey, Doofangle, Giggle Pig, Johnny Five, and Battle Cat. Okay. All right. So, Doofangle, she has this thing where it storms. And we, she turns into what we call Stormfangle, and she just loses all <laughs> sense of, you know, what's going on in her head, and so she just freaks out. And so we've tried a thunder jacket, we tried those things, it don't work. She gets crazy eyes, and she just starts digging and trying to get out from the backyard. So 
Every once in a while, we'll catch it in time, put her in the garage, and she stays mm-hmm. the night in the garage. But we didn't catch it last night, oh, and no. so or two nights ago. And so she, she, uh, basically, I had installed twelve. No, I think they're like twenty-four inch pool tiles underneath the fence, so she couldn't dig through concrete. So instead of going under the fence, she decided to go through the fence. So she literally chewed off the whole picket and it looked like a like Bugs Bunny type cartoon where a dog had ran through the fence and so obviously the fence uh wasn't designed for that kind of uh stress test and so I had to put her in the garage all day giggle pig destroyed a whole case of water I guess she got thirsty and some other stuff and and so this this has been a great experience so obviously I was in great spirits as I was about to fix this fence and so then I go in the backyard I start the process. I'm measuring some wood. I got a little plan in mind, and so I'm I'm kind of focused on sawing some wood. And so I go to the front yard. I walk out the garage, and I'm like, "What? what the, it's like something attacking my ear." And all of a sudden, I start getting stung to hell on my ear, oh, and I'm no. I'm like, "What the hell is going on?" And it was it was a freaking red wasp. Oh. Now, the red wasp stung me on my damn ear, and like. <laughs> it made me think of like it made me think of Fight Club where you know like he's like yeah just hit me anywhere hit me mm-hmm, anywhere and mm-hmm. then he like punches him in the ear well that's kind of the way I viewed it this wasp he got me twice on the ear and so my ear starts to swell up I, at this point I'm just enraged and so I, I I declare war right then and so I have wasps all over my house I have red wasps black wasps white or not white wasps but yellow wasps I mean there are wasps everywhere so I, I just and I've always honored the, the ceasefire between myself and the wasps. Uh, I knew that they were there. That I figured that they knew I was there. We just kind of mutually respect mm-hmm. each other and went our own separate ways. Uh, we had an incident about two years ago. The ceasefire was briefly uh, halted in which uh, I got bit on the hand or stung on the hand. And so this time I did a scorched earth policy. So there was a lot of collateral damage there. We had red wasps. And uh, that's my main target. But uh, if they were a black wasp or a yellow wasp, I'm sorry. I, all wasps were going down. And so I just went oh, straight into every nest I saw. I was spraying everything. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do, steam me again? And I, mean, I, was just, I was just furious. And so I spray them. They've hit the ground. I ran over and stomp them. And, and point being, the whole time, my ear was swelling up. And so then the pain started going down and so into my neck and into actually kind of in the chest area. Oh and then God. it turned red. He turned me into a redneck. Like, <laughs> it, like my neck was just fire red. My ear's still fire red. And my ear canal is all closed up. So I can only hear through one ear. So it's a good thing I have all my headphones in place for this wonderful podcast. Oh, but wait, that's right. Because my kitten, Johnny Five, jumped up here and ate my headphones ate the cable going to it so right now i'm using a backup pair and i can kind of hear myself a little bit i hope that it's audio is not terrible but i'm having all kinds of audio problems tonight wow i i don't know maybe it's us like you've had the plague and now <laughs> your ear got attacked and your dog's jumping uh, yeah. over the fence and the other one's chewing right through it <laughs> you gotta get your farm or ranch under control there sir <laughs> you are not kidding i am a, i am an insult <laughs> to the community that's I swear. Well, but yeah, uh, I have to respond in kind in the sense that you know you 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 inter- introduced me so lovely, but <laughs> you took an education angle, and that's great and all, but that's not what the South is all about. Because you know what, it's almost football season, sports ball ready to go. So she is ranked 415th in the New York State of America in American football gamer score, matriarch. 
How are you doing? I'm peachy compared to everything. <laughs> I, I have no wasp stories, no animals oh. chewing through anything. It's it's a pretty great existence here in the New York state of America. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that my score is that high because I'm pretty sure the only American football game on my tag is Madden NFL 11, which was a late in the year G-Task game one year. So New York state of America, you guys step up. That's that's embarrassing. Uh, but do you, do you think uh, do you think Canadian football is included in that? Oh, I mean, is it not, North American football or like American well, football? It's, it's, it just says American football on, on that TA thing. And so, well, we'll, I, we'll have I to do some research. Yeah, we'll we'll do some research and maybe incorporate that into a future list. Um, but let's uh, focus back in on this week. Did we have any feedback that we need to address? Well, I am glad you asked. It was a pretty light week for feedback, but we did have a couple of things. <sighs> City Slicker Tommy! He still has some questions regarding farms and ranches and asks whether a dairy farm was a farm or ranch, given that there are cattle there. Now, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Their term applies to what they are making. Ranches make cattle and pigs and send them off to the butcher for us meat eaters to enjoy. Now, I know that you live out there in California where dogs have snap face pages and agents and all that stuff, but the rest of us, we still eat meat. And at this dairy farm you speak of, they make dairy. And they send it off for all those non-meat eaters out there and meat eaters to enjoy. Now, I enjoy a good irony of throwing some cheese on top of a burger you know, it's kind of like adding insult to injury. <laughs> it's kind of like kind of like feeding a chicken a hot wing or something. But ultimately, dear Tommy, the only thing about a dairy farm that is a ranch is a ranch made from the dairy that you put on your avocado toast. Toasty! Nice. All right. Well, yeah. I guess that puts the ranch and farm debate to bed for this week. <laughs> Fufu also chimed in that we should add to the story you posted in Discord, and maybe you want to just kind of uh, summarize that story real quick so that people who aren't in the Discord know about okay. it. And also, if you're not in the Discord, discord.me slash TAH101. You can always come join us in there and see more of Elroy's wonderful stories. But go ahead, Elroy, if you could explain <laughs> a little bit. Well, that was a beautiful plug. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I wrote in Discord that Kelly's folks used to have a whole lot of polydactyl cats. Now, I told them they could sell the kittens for some good cash, but they waited too long, and Kelly's brother's baby mama moved into the trailer up the hill, and their pit bulls got out and killed every last one of them. Oh. oh. We went <laughs> yeah. from last week's list of awe to the stories of <laughs> oh, Yeah. So what's the story there? Well... Kelly's folks used to have a whole lot of polydactyl cats. And I told them they could sell the kittens for some good cash, but they waited too long. And Kelly's brother's baby mama moved into a trailer up the hill and their pit bulls got out and killed every last one of them. All right. Well, um, I almost forgot to mention before we jump into the list proper that you hit your one year achievement streak. So what's the story there? Well, I have a one year achievement streak. Fascinating. So why don't you kick us off this week with the honorable mention? <laughs> All right. Well, I don't mind if I do. Honorable mention. It comes no other than Hack Slash and Backstab. Now, this game, it features 15 achievements. Eight of those are your normal 20-point variety achievement for 
doing something notable in a game that you know merits 20 points. Now, there's one additional one that is a 40-pointer for healing three people simultaneously by tickling them with a phoenix feather. Uh, Em, are you ticklish? No, actually, I'm not. Did you know that you can't tickle yourself? No, actually, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is the educational portion of the show here. Uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, laughter, <laughs> the uh, the laughter. It's a apparently a panic response, and so oh. you can't tickle yourself because your body never senses any real danger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, did you know that some animals are ticklish? Um. No, I, I, I'm clearly very uneducated up here in my Northeast collegiate <laughs> education. Well, well, apparently squids are very ticklish. To get them laughing, it just takes 10 tickles. <laughs> oh, God, Elmore. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So, uh, yeah, hack slash and backstab. Um, oh, yeah, it has uh, 200 normal points. But then there's the question. All right, you got 200 normal ones. What are we going to do with those other 800 that you know are spread out amongst another six achievements? So 800 points, six achievements left. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a great way to divide it up. How about you make the achievement points worth 138, 167, 167, 128, 199, and one. How that about, makes sense, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, to get these uh, six achievements, uh, basically you have to get good at the game and beat the game on the hardest difficulty, explore every room of a dungeon, and other similar achievements that you know kind of make sense, all except for that 199 one. To get the 199 points, you might think, well, how would I do that? Well, all you got to do is start up the game, and then instead of hitting start game, you dashboard and quit the game. Bleep bloop. You just earned the beauty school dropout. Chivo worth 199 points. (laughs) Wait, wait, what just happened there? Well, you give out the most points, not for beating the game, not for showing any kind of mastery of the game, but rather than... Rather for just quitting the game. So the message I'm getting here is that you created this game and you don't actually want people to play your game. Um, You give one-fifth of the points for not playing your game. Not a problem. Challenge accepted. I will take my 199 points and keep moving. Now, the last one-point achievement is for lowering the difficulty while you're playing the game. If they really wanted to give an achievement for quitting the game on the front end, it seems that the gag would be worth a similar one or two or even five points, but one-fifth of the total points? Now, don't get me wrong. I will take them. I'm good with that. I have it. I think Chen had it. Uh, You know, me and my limited friends, uh, (laughs) I think we're the only ones uh, of of the group that had them. But what other games does Magic Spell Studios, that's who designed this game, what other games do they have hmm let me start my search wait no wait they wouldn't want me to do that let me end my search before i start it bloop bloop winning (laughs) hashtag gains honorable mention wow 
that well <laughs> I, I honestly had never even heard of hack slash and backstab before you included it on the list so i'm um, not going to research it any further yeah i, I can't do it <laughs> uh so gonna just jump on in with number five so number five most of this list is going to really focus on a small number of achievements and how they're way out of sorts with the rest of the list I'm not going to get into examples here as that will be spoilery. We just heard Elroy speak about one and we've got four more coming. But I am going to buck the trend with this choice, Dead Rising. Now, it might be divisive, but that's okay. Because if you really look at the specifics of this, it fits exactly what we're going for here. So allow me to tell you a little bit of my logic behind this choice. On one hand, we have the achievement Freefall. And this achievement's unlocked for falling five meters. This is worth 20 gamer score and is most likely for most people the first achievement they're going to pop in the game. So it's easy to have that happen. You're running away from the zombies, you fall a dis- decent distance, bleep bloop, achievement unlocked, 20 gamer score richer. On the other hand, on the other end of the spectrum, the zombie hunter achievement for defeating 1000 zombies is worth the same 20 gamer score. But okay, let's Let's just go ahead and give the benefit of the doubt. We're early, right? We've just fallen off of one ledge and killed a thousand zombies. We haven't accomplished anything yet. (laughs) And Zombie Hunter is the lowest of the zombie kills achievements in the game. So more kills probably yields more gamer score, right? Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Kill kill 10,000 zombies for the zombie killer achievement? 20G! (laughs) How about Zombie Genocider for killing 53,594 zombies? Also 20G! (laughs) But let's calm down. Let's calm down. Killing zombies is the whole point of the game, right? There's lots of opportunities to kill zombies. That's that's what you're there to do. So it's not like you're going out of your way. It's a little grindy, but not super grindy. So, you know, grind's not a big deal. We're achievement hunters. We're used to that. But isn't there anything that merits getting just a little more than that 20 gamer score? Nope. Nope. Not (laughs) at all. What's with the fair distribution of gamer score wealth? Should not seven day survivor be worth more than five days survivor? Shouldn't someone who gets the tour ending without being knocked out be rewarded with greater gamer score profit due not only to the fact that they didn't get knocked out but also that they had to endure that typo of the word true forever being attached to their (laughs) gamer tag detroit (laughs) it's totally a travesty that the gamer score is all one value no matter how much effort you put into the game now on the flip side your mediocre efforts are awarded just as much as your tur efforts so at least there's that takeaway (laughs) This same issue persists throughout the next two Dead Risings, Dead Rising 2 and Dead Rising 2 off the record, but then it was abandoned, and gamer score is more evenly distributed through the next games in the series, so good move, Capcom. <laughs> you know, I've played that game. That was the one that got me into the Xbox community. Wait, what? Yeah, and uh, I never noticed that they were all worth the same amount. Really? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I never noticed it, honestly. The more huh. you know. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Well, all right. Well, I guess I won't uh, argue with you too much, even though that game holds a very soft spot in my heart. So I mean, I love it, of... too. I love it, too. It's it's something about that. But I, I, you, 20 for everything is just, it's lazy. <laughs> it's lazy. Sounds That's like, what it is. Sounds like communism almost. A little but, bit, right? Yeah. We just make it all even for everybody, no matter how hard you have to work. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Well, speaking of working, number four. Reagan and Gorbachev working together. This is 
a game that allowed everyone to relive out their childhood memories of Reagan and Gorbachev <laughs> while adding a katana and a pistol? Sold! So, unfortunately, all the planning that went into creating such a solid concept for the game, it was used to, you know, create the concept of the game as opposed to making a solid achievement list. Now, this game uses the 100-point achievement system. Well, I guess that's a step up from your 20-point system you had there. But, uh, <laughs> that's a more but, recent convention, the 100-point one. Yes, well, you get 100 points for finishing off a level without setting off an alarm. You get 100 points for not killing anyone on a stage, but no, where's all the fun in that? I mean, you got Reagan with a katana, come on. But you also get 100 points for finishing a stage in under 20 seconds. 100 points for answering some Gipper and Gorby trivia questions between stages. 100 points for doing some more trivia questions. And 100 more for yet even more trivia. There's 10 achievements total for 1,000 points, 100 per. So you might be saying, well, what's so odd about that? Why is it included on this list? That doesn't seem too strange. Well, the game has 21 achievements. Now what? More than half of the achievements you get, you get, you guessed it, nothing. Zero points. 11 achievements, as useless as a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. (laughs) Or an ass-kissing contest. Either way, we'll take it. Now, I've never really had that experience before, as... Xbox Pavlov dogs, we have been conditioned to salivate when the bleep bloop hits because, you know, we get our fix. Now, what happens if you ring the bell, we come a-running, and you repeatedly get nothing? Chaos! That's what happens. But I know for me, with this game, it made me very angry. Very, very angry because it really confused Nacho. He was... (laughs) Really sad. He told me he had popped all these achievements, and then I had to let him know that I saw that he had and that they were worth nothing. Then I saw that look on his face. I'll never forget it. It was heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. It was almost more than I could handle. So, Team 2-Bit, for the kids. You got to do it for the kids. Spread those points out. Stop playing with our emotions. And more importantly... Stop messing with feelings that aren't yours. Nacho feelings. For the, so, so for the Pavlovian experiment gone awry, Reagan and Gorby are at number four. Now, before I move on to number three, for those who don't know, can you just explain who Nacho is? <laughs> yes. Uh, he is free. He's Nacho Libre. And he is... Uh, part of the Student Achievement Factory, and uh, I, I, I always have to stop myself because I say, almost say, unfortunately, he graduated, and I don't think that's what I'm supposed to say. So, <laughs> fortunately, did, did he has job. moved on to moved on. <laughs> <laughs> he has moved on to better things. So he's in the hotel business right now. He works the front desk at uh, a, I don't know, over, what, some hotel or something. That's what he's doing. All right. Yeah, well, but he's part of the Student Achievement Factory. That's uh, my free labor that uh, uh, works towards helping my gamer score. And, and they will frequently be featured, I'm sure, in upcoming <laughs> lists. Most uh, likely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so number three, 
Where my previous choice had the problem of being far too equal in its distribution of gamer wealth, a gamer score wealth, my next goes completely in the opposite direction. Now, before I get into the specifics, this is a rhythm game, so I'm curious, Elroy, did you play any rhythm games at any point? <laughs> oh my goodness, the the uh, I guess it was Rock Band. The Rock Band mm-hmm. bug hit us pretty bad at the uh, at the Kelly household, and uh, my brother. And my mom and my and Kelly and myself, we we got the band back together, and we got so into it. We actually got a fog machine Whoa. attachment. Oh, I remember yeah. that. I remember when that yeah. was announced. We actually got one. I got it for Christmas, and so we fired that thing up, and we like, you know, when you're the band mentality, you think, mm-hmm. uh, what do you want to crank it up to? We gotta crank it up to an eleven, you know, yep. not a ten, but eleven because that's cool sounding. And so we we. Uh, basically cranked the fog machine up to 11 (laughs) and so we thought yeah it's gonna be epic and so it was really epic up until the point where we couldn't breathe and then we like opened the windows up and then ran outside the smoke alarm went off and you looked at it and it looked like the house was on fire there was just smoke billowing out the windows so word of advice if you have one of those fog machines don't crank it up to an 11 it's perfectly fine at a lower setting you'll get the same effect I almost got one of those it was when uh, I think it was Circuit City or CompUSA. Yeah. One of those two was going out of business. They were on super, super steep discount. But I was oh, in nice. college at the time in a dorm room shared with four people. And it just seemed like an awful, awful idea. And I'm glad you've confirmed those suspicions. So I no longer have to live with regret over my decision. There you go. You, right. you made a wise decision. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. So good. I'm glad you actually know about rhythm games because I assume most of the time when I ask you if you've played something I've played, the answer is going to be, you know. No. no. So, but it's worth a thousand G, which helps. So there was this period in the mid 2000s where folks like yourself and folks like myself were totally into rhythm games. They were just huge. And of course, as when many things get popular, the rhythm genre exploded beyond what it could actually handle. And this eventually, unfortunately, led to its losing any prominence prominence in the industry. It's pretty much just you know, Rock Band 4 and mm-hmm. Guitar Hero Live with the servers are about to shut down. So it's kind of a sad tale. Mm-hmm. But In the boom period, there was a game that came out called Band Hero, which was Activision's attempt to create a more accessible rhythm game. Most of the song choices were more poppy, including a trio of Taylor Swift songs. And in fact, she was featured heavily in the advertising. The game is actually called Band Hero featuring Taylor Swift, or at least it's uh, presented that way on sites like Amazon. Uh, The songs were less difficult to master, which doesn't mean they were all easy, but there was no fire in the flames and certainly no achievement for something like finishing it. And while we're on the topic of achievements, the achievements were significantly easier than other games. In fact, as far as rhythm games goes, excluding things like track packs and something like Nickelodeon Dance, it's actually one of the easier ones. It's a 15 to 20 hour completion. The ratio is under a two. So all of this stuff was sort of built in to make it more accessible. But let's really take a look at this achievement list. The list contains 49 achievements worth 1,000 gamer scores. This is standard, right? Most games are between, at least at that time, were between 40 and 50 achievements and, you know, divvied up in there. And this is expected. So of those 49 achievements, 25 are worth five gamer score. (laughs) Now, as we established at the top, I'm no good at math, but I think I can handle this equation. And 25 achievements at 5 gamer score is 125 gamer score. Now, that's not a whole lot 
of gamer score. It's one eighth of the gamer score for over <laughs> one half of the achievements. And many of these achievements, 19 of the 25, in fact, are these secret notes achievements. The secret notes achievements are earned for playing secret notes in the songs that are listed. And what the secret notes are, I'm still not 100% sure. But what I do know is you can set the difficulty to the lowest possible possible difficulty and either actually play on that difficulty or stick a microphone in front of a fan and walk away. So it's not hard to get all of these secret notes. So where else does the list give us achievements, right? We have 24 more achievements to go and a whole lot of gamer score. 875. So let's see. That's a 10-pointer here. A 30-pointer there. Now, wait. This is not adding up here. Wait. Do my eyes deceive me? Is this this 490 gamer score? (laughs) What achievement is this? Do you have to perfect every song on every instrument? Do you have to play each song 490 times? Do you have to endure that Taylor Swift set list more than once? (laughs) Nope. Nope, the achievement that grants you this heroic payout is far easier than all that. It's called Treasure Hunt, and it's for finding all of the previously mentioned secret notes. And how does one find them? Well, I explained that before. Put your microphone in front of the fan on the right song. Walk away. Come back. Achievement unlocked. Get all 19 of them. Boom. 490 gamer score richer. <laughs> Pretty simple, right? Well, now, uh, go ahead. Most fans, most fans have multiple settings. So, do you recommend like the low, the medium, or the high setting? And do you need to put it on the rotate or just leave it in one spot stationary? You need to go stationary on as high as you can go. You gotta just create okay. all that buzz in your microphone. That's all it's oh. looking for. Oh, that does work then. That's it. Yep, it works. I've never done it myself because singing is the instrument I actually really enjoy. But it it works, and this is a common strategy in rhythm games that feature singing achievements. So. <laughs> Maybe 490 gamer score does make sense to people. After all, the description is, you found all the treasure, you you found the pot of gold. Congrats. Except, (laughs) no, you didn't really finish the game. I have the game on my tag, right? Pretty obviously by this point. And here are some achievements I am missing that are not worth 490 gamer score. One, finishing all the songs. I haven't (laughs) even completed all the songs in the game, but I have this achievement. Two, earn 555 stars. Maybe they could have made that 555 gamer score. No, (laughs) don't have that one either. And completing 75% of the gigs. I haven't even played one quarter of the game. And yet I have this sweet 490 gamer score achievement on my tag. It seems like you'd want to put a little of that into these other more end gamey achievements, possibly to make people keep playing. Because I'm not going for 555 stars if I've already got most of what the gamer score is going to give me. (laughs) For whatever reason... They just decided it was worth to put that all in one place. And for that reason, this achievement's number three on our list. Wow. I am going to go to GameStop and uh, get my uh, $2. Oh, no, I'll just get it. Who am I kidding? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was interesting. I have to go get a fan, too. It's, uh, (laughs) It's pretty cool. All right. So it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Number two. Castaway Paradise. Now, I have a little bit to say about this game, so bear with me. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, I'll get to the end eventually. <clears throat> now, on Castaway Paradise, you wander around the island with a group of furries. Or are you familiar with furries? Uh, people who dresses animals. That idea. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I saw a CSI episode on it once. And, uh, <laughs> 
and uh, it, it just stuck with me. It's like something you can't unsee. So I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. That's the that's the group furries. Okay. Uh, it, it got me thinking. What kind of animal would I be a furry if I was, uh, you know, part of that little subculture? But um, I didn't really come up with anything. Mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe I'd go as a possum <laughs> because it'd just be kind of funny because I think they're supposed to be like cute looking. And if you went as a possum, you can't make a possum cute. So right. it'd be kind of funny. You just kind of be like this bald animal that nobody wants to hang out with. <laughs> but I don't know. It's a little creepy, some of those things. But. Anyway, this is a little island. It was either a group of furries or some weird animals that learned how to put clothes on and walk on two legs. But, however, whatever the case is, you get to the island, and then the welcoming party's like, Oh, hey, welcome to Castaway Paradise. This is a friendly place, but you'll have to work hard if you want to live here. Blah, 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 blah. That was the, the pig person that <laughs> says all that. Anyway, so you get this nice tutorial. All right, so you're like, okay, this is a friendly place. Gotta work hard. Now, I worked through the achievement list, and I worked hard, single-handedly, working the farm, not the ranch, catching (laughs) fish, picking up trash, and repairing all the buildings on the island. Wait, whose farm did I tend? Whose buildings did I fix? And whose trash did I pick up? (laughs) Well, I do believe it was the collective group of furries, of course. (laughs) Work hard. Hello, kettle. It's the pot calling. But... The next time I see any of them do anything productive will be the first. As far as I can tell, all they do is walk in circles all day and just wave at you when you get within view. Why would they want to talk to you? Oh, I know. Because you complete missions for them. What kind of special missions do they have that only your skill set can do? Well, why don't you go talk to someone? Why don't you go drop something off for me? I swear, the pig lady, not to be confused with the homicidal Chicago pig butcher called the pig man, was standing next to the store, and she asked me to go to the store for her. Lady, you're literally standing next to the door. Bird lady, again, not to be confused with NBA superstar Birdman, (laughs) she asked me to pick up some trash. Do you not see the trash literally sitting right next to your feet, bird lady? Are your your wings broken? Take these broken (laughs) wings. Oh, but... Anyway, I have a couple of theories. Now, I shall entertain you with my theories. My first theory is that everyone on the island hates one another, and the plastered smiles on the furry costumes are all a lie. Why else would they send a total stranger for every task that involves talking to someone or any kind of communicating with anyone on the island? Friendly place, castaway, paradise? Psh. My other theory is that this game is actually social commentary about indentured servitude <laughs> Or perhaps outright slavery. You land on this island and you cannot escape. Your only choice is to obey the furry overlords and do their bidding. Work their crops. Fix their stuff. They live in these grandiose houses and what do you get? A tent with a zipper on it. Now, we could probably build something for ourselves. A house or better yet, a boat. If we didn't have to work on the entire collective island and actually have some free time or maybe some assistance. That'd be nice. That being said... You know, this game was actually a little bit of fun. Even though the orange market is a little bit off. So you get 3,000 euros for an orange, but only 100 euros for an apple. I, I went with euros because I assume furries are real big in Europe. I, I can't <laughs> prove that, but I don't know. But if you're smart, you will plant an orange orchid, and then you will have 
unlimited resources to finish all the game's upgrades. Just plant a few oranges, go collect all your oranges, and plant some more oranges, and that that's like exponential income. And you can literally pay for the whole game with oranges. Now, what was perhaps even a little more off than the orange mechanic was the achievement scheme, which is why it is number two on our list. All right, for starters, 34 of the 40 achievements end in an unusual number other than five or zero. So I know there was a lot of talk last week about people who like even scores. This might be the worst game ever for someone like that. <laughs> it is, however, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And I'm thinking this is a great game for everyone out there because if you need to even out your score for, I don't know, some big milestone you have coming up, this game has a digit for everything. You need something that ends in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, or 9. It's got you covered. But for me, gamer score is gamer score, baby. <laughs> Pennies become nickels, nickels become dimes, <laughs> and dimes become dollars. So I don't care what it's worth. It all looks the same in the gamer score bank. But this game was a resource game. And it even tries to teach a little bit of economics. There's a stock market element to it. There's a bank in there. Granted, it's very, um, I see, not exactly realistic, I guess would be the sense, and that the <laughs> stock market is very volatile. I would never get involved in their stock market. It, uh, it seems like a good way to lose everything. But for me, the only economics I saw was the law of diminishing returns. Do you remember that concept, Em? I, I do. Okay. So... I, Right, put more in, get less out kind of deal. There you go. All right. Basically, you add more, and it returns less every time you add more to it. I finally got Which, one of these questions right. Yeah, you really nailed that one. I was like, wow. Ah, so the law of diminishing returns, that is the perfect description of this game's achievement list. For example, there is a collectible system where you have to find all the stuff on the island and give it to some dude in a museum. You have fish. You have shell. And you have bugs. The crown jewel, of course, being a June bug, but I digress. <laughs> now, you donate your first collectible to the museum, and you unlock the Help the Museum Chivo worth 36 points. Let's say it was a fish. Now, you get to go find 14 more fish, donate those, and you will get the I Don't Quite See It achievement mm. worth 19 whole points. What a load of carp. Almost twice as much for one than for 14 more. Now, don't be coy with me, uh, Castaway Paradise. Had to think of the game there. <laughs> now, let's say if you somehow figure out the special fish food system that is in place and find almost three times as many fish on the island and donate every single fish you can possibly find and unlock the you-can-be-trout-of-yourself Chivo worth, wait for it, Six whole points. The hell is that? Less than half of the points for more than double the work? If you can think of anything more crazy than that, let me know. Minnow. Yeah. yeah. I know dogging on the achievement list may not be the popular opinion around here, given that Rocker Dude wrote a glowing review for that game, but I can't sit around waiting for Salmon else to do it. Mm. Salmon. Yeah. Now, I know these fish puns are cracking. 
you up. <laughs> You're probably saying, oh my God, Elroy, enough already. I am officially sick of fish puns. All right, enough floundering. So the law of diminishing returns is true with other achievements. The same thing happens with the shells you collect. You get 16 points for 15 shells, and then you get a whopping four points for all the shells. You get 25 points for 15 bugs, and then 18 points for all the bugs. I guess bugs don't you know, depreciate as fast as shells. I find all of this really bizarre. It's almost too much to comprehend. Now, I cannot figure out why 15 of one thing gets you different amounts for 15 of something else. So, there's like 16 points for 15 shells, uh, 25 points for 15 bugs, and I, 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 I can't, I just can't wrap my head around it. But, um, but let's say somehow you find all the collectibles. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this has got to be the crown jewel of the achievements, the ultimate in searching. You found all the bugs, you found all the shells, you found all the fish. You turn them all in, and bloop bloop, the hoarder achievement. It's yours. It's worth. Any guesses, Em? I, I, no. <laughs> no. Just pick a random number. That's what they did. Four <laughs> points. Four oh. points. <laughs> you find everything. Four points. All right. So, well, maybe the economic part makes more sense. You play a stock market game on the island, and you can earn 21 points for making 500 euros. But if you are an overachiever, you can easily grind out 5,000 euros for... 10 points. Mm. Now, I do not think you can classify that as really winning the stock market, but I'm sure everyone that turned into tuned into this podcast to listen to a Castaway Paradise, you know, for six minutes. Don't worry. I'm about to move on here. Hang in there. Now, as I mentioned before, you are the help for this furries clan of slackers, and you will complete quests for them. You complete 25 quests, as they are called, and you unlock Easy job worth 46 points. Wow, that's a big one. Not too shabby about what you would expect given the amount of workload. Now, let's say you really enjoy this game and spending time with these people and you want to complete more quests. A hundred of them. In fact, there's one for a hundred quests. Four times as many of these ridiculous demands they put on you. What is the reward for that? Well, you get the employee... <laughs> of the month <laughs> achievement worth not four times as much but an underwhelming 19 points 19 M 19 wow. 46 for 25 19 for 100 no idea so to make a long story short which I think I have done <laughs> the achievement list is a who's who of weird point values and also is the embodiment of the law of diminishing returns. A list that makes you so mad you could krill someone. Krill. And that's why it lands at number two. All right. Moving prawn. <laughs> Woo! All right. So we're going to move on to our number one and finally wrap this up. Because I know we're running a little long this week. So the panel spoke a little bit a couple weeks ago about their opinions on Gamerscore, as Elroy was talking about, that isn't divisible by five. I try to avoid using even Gamerscore since five is not even. Now, I definitely fall in the camp where it bothers me a lot. So we're pretty opposed on this, right, Elroy? You said you're... Gamerscore is Gamerscore. Gamerscore is Gamerscore. I don't like it. 
I don't like the way my gamer score looks when it doesn't end in a five or a zero. So this sometimes does affect my choices, which is awful to admit to, but it's true. And I'm trying to be honest here. What I will typically do when something has weird gamer score values is I will look at it and if it falls into one of two pools, I will play it. So pool A is the game where you get um, you get one weird gamer score value achievement, but there's another fairly easy to attain even up achievement. So a perfect example of this is Double Dragon Neon, which is brilliant and developed by a bunch of trolls who give you a one gamer score achievement for starting and then reward you with a 49G achievement once you finish the game. So nothing extra about it. You just have to get to the end. You're rewarded. Your gamer score is uh, evened up again or divisible by five again. You're good to go. So that's category one. Category two is the game that has weird gamer score that's too hard for me to get so I can play it because I'll never get them anyway. And this would squarely be DJ Hero 2 because that game is hard and I can't do too much in it. So that's at least me now. There was a time, some years ago, when I was a naive, fresh-faced baby Xbox gamer, before I had even secured one foof's worth of gamer score, before <laughs> I had even secured one quarter of one foof's worth of gamer score. This was a time where I had marched down to my local GameStop, which dates this whole story just a little bit, and I picked up a game called Infinite Undiscovery. I'm not going to pretend at this time that I know a whole lot about the game. What I knew at the time is it was a JRPG, and I was not yet ready to let go of the fact in 2008 that I really didn't like JRPGs that much anymore. So I purchased it because I was holding on to that old sense of what I like to play in games. And I played it for about one hour, and I unlocked two achievements, Barrel of Lulls and Surprise! I never really returned to the game for whatever reasons, probably because I had a smaller backlog of games I actually wanted to play, and that's what I did. Sometime later, probably due to random to-do list, I decided, let me try the game again. But this time I'm going to research. I'm going to look at walkthroughs. I'm going to look at YouTube videos. I'm going to know what I'm getting into. And I wish very much that I could have infinitely undiscovered all the facts I learned that day. See what you did there. That's uh, good. Thank you. Thank you. So first, unsurprisingly, game's long. It clocks in at an over 200-hour estimate on True Achievements. Ooh. Second, as if the fact that it's long wasn't bad enough, it's long because you have to play it multiple times. So there's a lot of investment here. And the achievements don't stack. So there's achievements for hard mode things or uh, whatever other difficulties. You have to do them in the right difficulty. The third and final achievement that wound up being my breaking point, or final uh, issue that wound up being my breaking point, was an achievement called Seraphic Gatekeeper. And it is worth one gamer score. One. <laughs> it is accepted as the hardest achievement in the game. In fact, on True Achievements, it sports a six ratio, which means when you finally do pop this achievement, you earn a True Achievement score only one point higher than pressing start in The Simpsons. That's not okay. <laughs> if you want to put a 1G achievement in your game, go for it. But it was a bad surprise that resulted in no barrel of lulls for me. <laughs> Difficult achievements should reward you with more gamer score. When you're putting in the effort to get it done, that's what it should do. If I was satisfied with just hearing a notification sound, I'd consider a PlayStation 4. But I'm not. I'm conditioned to gamer score, and getting one is just not right for that level of work. You had 999 other points to play with. You couldn't put four or five more in there. For this reason, this one gamer score reason, this achievement earns our number one on our list of achievement lists that sorely are in need of some redistribution. 
Awesome. I like the lulls and the surprise. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I guess we should wrap this up. So mm-hmm. just as a reminder, we want to invite everyone to come join us on Discord, subscribe to the podcast, learn the cha-cha, give us a good rating, keep earning gamer score, put others' needs before your own, participate in our game giveaways, tell your friends about us, tell your enemies about us, eat three square meals a day, and give us feedback through the interwebs to Elroy OMJ or Matrart at just about anywhere. And with that, thanks for listening, and let the countdown to our next segment begin now. <laughs>